Welcome back to the Unleash Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the last two episodes. We were able to look at some special Good Friday sermons that I shared here at my church. Uh, I'm a pastor at Riverside Community Church, and it's my one of my greatest passions in this life, next to being uh, a husband who gets to do life with my wife, Alex, and our two beautiful children. I have a son who's turning four years old named Jaden, and my daughter, Savannah, who's turning two in this summer. Uh, it's amazing. I love my family. It's a wild ride. For those of you who are parents, you understand it's the most challenging and hardest thing, but also the most rewarding and amazing experience ever. So I love being a husband to Alex, who challenges me to be a better man and to continue to grow and stretches me and blesses me and loves me despite all my uh, failures and my, uh, you know, things that I could do to really get on her nerves and all the married people say, amen. Uh, she's an amazing woman. And so I'm really grateful that I get to do life with her and our beautiful children. But honestly, next to the blessing that I get as a role as a husband and as a father, I get to be a pastor, and I pastor at this church called Riverside Community Church. And so, I mean, if you're in the area, local area, you're listening to this or watching this, um, and you're in uh, the Lower Mainland, in the Tri-Cities area, or any parts of the Lower Mainland, and looking for a church, we welcome you come. We're on Sundays at 10 a.m., and we're a place where we really, truly believe everyone belongs, and many believe. So come check us out or watch some some of the sermons online at Riverside Community Church on YouTube. Uh, but I hope you enjoy those good Friday messages as we just came out of Easter. And man, I love Easter. We get to celebrate Jesus, the resurrection of our God. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came down for this world to bring hope to this world. So I hope as Christians who are listening to this, watching this, I hope you are getting pumped up to be used by God. This is why I do this podcast. Primarily, it's for those of you who are watching this and you call yourself Christians, believers, followers of Jesus. I want to challenge you to really do that, to follow Jesus and be that example in this world by bringing the good news to your community, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, to your family. And I want to give you the tools that you need and challenge you in the areas of our lives that we tend to stray away from the right path. So be encouraged. I may be challenging you. I may say some things that are tough to hear, um, but I hope it convicts you to Towards the right direction and to grow in maturity in your faith. And if you're here and you're watching this or look, um, watching this online or listening to this um, in the car, at home, on any streaming uh, device that you have, if you're watching and listening to this and you're not a Christian, I want to welcome you. This is also for you. You're going to get a chance to discover who Jesus Christ is understand why do we choose to follow Jesus Christ as the only way to life? I mean, the only way to have eternal life, to be set free from the condition of our soul, I truly believe is only Jesus. There's no other God. There's no other religion. There's no other way except through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So you can discover more about what it means to be a Christian, and I hope and pray that you would also give your heart to Jesus. You would turn away from your sin. You would acknowledge that you are broken, just like anybody else, and you would repent, turn away from your sin and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection for your eternal well-being. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. It's going to be good. Get ready, get set, let's get going. Thank you. 
So going into this week's episode, you know, I've been watching a lot of what's going on in our world today. And one of the biggest topics in our culture, especially in the Western culture, but honestly, it's a big conversation for the entire world, is the topic of transgender. Um, what it means to be a transgender person and do we adopt this? Do we not adopt this? You see lots of different groups who are opposed to one another. Some believe this is a very false ideology and some are really trying to push it. In fact, we see it even in our government, uh, you know, creating legislations to protect trans rights. Um, and you see that also in other parts of the world, but you also see other parts of the world that are opposing the rights for trans. Or So what, what do we do here? So this podcast is not primarily about transgenderism. Um, I will definitely touch on more of that in future episodes. But the topic that I really want to focus on stems from the scriptures, and it does connect to uh, transgenderism. That's why I brought this up. But it, at the core of what it means to be a transgender person, it has to do with your identity. And I've talked about identity in a previous episode before, and I want to continue to expand on that, specifically for those of you who are watching this and you have friends who are transgender, you have friends who are experiencing that um um, identity or transitioning from a man to a woman or a woman to a man, boy to girl, girl to boy. Um, there's lots of people who are beginning to walk that out. In fact, I have, I just recently sat down with, uh, someone who I can now call a friend and start, um, um, engaging in a, um, a, a you know, a friendship with, um, who, also went through that experience, who transitioned from a woman to a man, but trans, but detransitioned back to a woman after she spent six years as a man. and uh, But I won't get into her story because we'll have her on the podcast in future episodes, so stay tuned for that. But I, I want to start in this podcast, and I want to declare this right from the beginning. If you are watching this or listening to this in your car, in your room, on your phone, I need you to hear this loud and clear. God does not make mistakes. God does not make mistakes. So the question I need to ask myself, the question you need to ask yourself, especially if you're a Christian and you are struggling with your identity, you have an identity crisis when it comes to your gender, and you genuinely feel that you are meant to be the opposite sex, the opposite gender. I need to first say I absolutely understand that depth, that, that intensity of feeling that something you're meant to be something that you're not. That thing that you are experiencing, some would call gender dysphoria in our, um, in our practices of our world that would call it gender dysphoria. But a lot of our culture today would just call it, no, this is just you truly becoming who you're meant to be. So which is it? Like I said just a moment ago, I truly believe that God does not make mistakes. And I want to take you to the Word of God because it's easy for me to hear to just expound and tell you everything that I think is good and right, and, uh, but I'm not here to give you my own opinion. I'm coming from a standpoint as a Christian. 
as a follower of Christ. So if you're watching this, please, before you get really offended or upset or uh, you could disagree, please, we should always be able to be disagreeable, but does not mean we need to actually hate one another or put each other down. I don't hate anybody. I don't need to be in agreement with you in order to love you. I can love you despite the fact that I believe something completely different than you believe. And sadly, that also has been the the point of conversation in our culture, in our world today. Well, no, 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 Mandela. If you love me, you need to accept me in everything that I believe. You should also believe it too. No, no, acceptance and affirmation are different. So at one point, our world and our culture was saying, accept, 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 which is absolutely biblical. The Bible says Jesus sat down with sinners. What that means, he sat down with all kinds of people who had all kinds of various struggles and issues. He did not judge anybody based on what they have done. He would really willing to sit with anybody because Jesus, God loves everyone. But one thing that is very clear in the Bible, God does not affirm their sin or their unique struggles, especially that when it doesn't align with the word of God. So I don't need to affirm your belief in order to love you. I should accept you, meaning I should be able to sit with you, treat you with dignity, care for you, show compassion and and understanding, listening, learning. There is something called love, which is patient, kind, faithful, gentle, self-controlled means I'm not going to be quick to get angry just to give my own opinion or... But the love, read about the Bible, what it says about love. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. So I want to give you the truth. So I want you to go to the word of God. And in Genesis chapter one, if you have a Bible, grab it. And I want you to look for, look at it for yourself. I don't want you just to take my word because I could be making this up. I want to challenge you Christians. If you're going to grow in your faith, you got to grow in your understanding of the word of God and read for it. When you listen to sermons, have your Bible right there. Open the scripture that the pastor is referencing. Look in the context. Make sure you understand what they're saying because they could be taking something and in their emotion and passion and in their own special revelation might be saying something really twisted and it's not God. And people have done that in the name of God, have taken the word for their own benefit or to sound good, to reach you, to make you feel better, to empower you, to give a different kind of gospel. But I want to give you the truth, the gospel according to what the word says. And so I believe I have done my due diligence, but you need to do yours. So when I say go to the word of God, I challenge you to make sure you go. If you're driving and you can't turn to it right now safely, don't do that. But please make sure to come back to this podcast and take note of the the scripture reference that I give you and so that you could read for it yourself. Genesis chapter one. So just to give context, I've referred to Genesis many times in previous podcasts because this is the foundation of our faith, okay? Without Genesis, there is no Christianity. Genesis is the book of beginnings. It's the origins. It's an When we're talking about identity, when we're talking about transgender identity, we need to go to Genesis to understand origins, okay? So please go to Genesis if you're ever trying to understand from a Christian perspective, a Judeo-Christian perspective of why we believe what God says to be true— Start with the book of Genesis. Everything flows from that, and you can understand what's going on in our world, in our culture today, based on what happened in Genesis in the garden. 
where God created the first human being. So in Genesis chapter 1, I'm just going to summarize the first few verses. God had just finished creating the heavens and the earth. God just created the beautiful galaxies, the stars, the stars, and all that's in it. And now he gets to the best part. I call it the best part because you see how God describes this uh, unique moment. He just created all the animals, the birds, the everything on the land and the earth and the seas. And then in verse 26, Genesis chapter 1, starting at verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So what's happening here? God has just finished creating all of creation. And he kept saying every time he created the birds, the animals, the sea animals, the sky, he says it was good. And now he just finished creating human beings. He blesses them. Then he says, you go be fruitful and multiply. And then in verse 31, you just skip over. It says, God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good. I need you to say very good out loud wherever you are, please. Very good. When God created you as a man, as a woman, when you were born into this world as a male or a female, God looked at what he had created and behold, he said it was very good. So then what's going on? Why are we experiencing this gender dysphoria in our world, in our culture? Why are some people so convinced that I am not meant to be a man, even though I was apparently signed male at birth or assigned female at birth. No, you weren't assigned by any human institution. It was God's creation from the start. God made it to be so that you would be a man, a woman, a boy, a girl. And when he made you, he saw what he made. It was very good. I need you to begin to understand why you are struggling with your identity and wanting to be the opposite gender. It's because of sin. I need you to hear it loud and clear. It's because of sin. In Genesis chapter 2, you need to go to Genesis chapter 2, and you will see um, the story of God's um, the first marriage where God brings the man and the woman together. And in Genesis chapter two and verse 24, it says, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. So you see God take these two genders he created, male and female. He joins them together in the first covenantal marriage in Genesis chapter two. The two become one. These two unique genders that God looked at and said were very good become one. And the first marriage has happened. The first beautiful relationship, the first family is formed. Now, what happened? Like I said, why is it that sin that caused our identity crisis when it comes to understanding who you are and this and this challenge of um, uh, gender dysphoria and wanting to be the opposite sex? Let's go to Genesis chapter 3, starting at verse 1. It says, the serpent, this is the enemy of God, the one who wants to keep you from walking out what God created and intended you to be, because remember, when he created you, when you were born in your mother's womb, 
When you came out as a beautiful baby boy or a beautiful baby girl, God looked at you as a finished, beautiful product he made as a God of our creator, because this is speaking to you who want to know God, who want to be in relationship with God. If we're going to be in relationship with God, we're going to need to trust the way God intended this to be from the very start. He looked at you when you came out of your mother womb and he said, this is very good. That's his creation. But what happened? The enemy of your soul, the devil, the serpent, the evil one wants to twist what God has said. And he wants to cause you to believe in a lie that you are a mistake and that you need to fix what's going on. What you're feeling on the inside, mm -mm, that's an indicator that you need to change something and you need to be what you feel you need to be instead of trusting what God had created you to be. Genesis chapter three, verse one. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat from the fruit of the any of the trees in the garden? And she said, of course we can eat from the fruit of the trees in the garden. And the woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat of it or even touch it unless you will die. And he said, you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. And so if you keep reading, you go on to see that the human beings, man and woman, both Adam and Eve, listened to the lie, rebelled against God. Instead of following his way, they believed in a lie that God was holding out from them, that Man, God must have made a mistake. I need to eat from this tree that God forbade me to eat. I'm missing out on something. The way that God had intended for us to live now is not enough. You might be experiencing that right now. I'm feeling this, this desire to be something else. And it feels so real because it genuinely does because of our broken condition. The Bible calls sin. Every one of us have sinned. Everyone. Some of us it's expressed through this gender dysphoria. Some of us, it's, you know, we're, we're not happy with our experiences as a man or a boy. And we need to, we want to switch to become a woman because we believe that's who we're created to be. But I need you to go back to God's word, especially if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of God, or if you just want and desire to have a relationship with God. Because I believe many of you who might be watching this or listening to this might not even be a Christian, but you want to know God. You want to have a relationship with God. And you're trying to make sense of, can I still have a relationship with God and still be a transgender? Can I still have a relationship with God and still change, completely change who I am and move from being a boy to a girl or vice versa? Well, I need, hear, I need you to hear me. Because I love you, I'm going to give you the truth. Because I love you, I need you to understand that you cannot hold on to your sin and also at the same time follow Jesus. So I want to take you to a very important scripture. If you want to follow Jesus, you must deny yourself. You can't hold on to your sin. And the Bible is very clear about what God has said about our identities. You can't hold on to our sin and continue to follow your own way and try and follow Jesus at the same time. It doesn't work. Look, go to Matthew chapter 16, starting at verse 24. It says this, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower... You must give up your own way. I need you to hear this. Jesus says, if any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. 
But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. I need you to hear that again, loud and clear. If any of you wants to be my follower, if you want to follow Jesus, if you want to have a relationship with God, you must give up your own way. When it comes to our identity, and even though you genuinely feel one way, I feel your pain. I know it can be so hard when in your heart and your mind, you truly believe one thing. Well, that's because this body is so weak because of sin, because of the broken condition we are in. But I want to give you good news. You don't have to feel stuck. You don't have to feel torn. You can have freedom and wholeness if you're willing to do it Jesus's way. But it does mean turning from doing it your own way. That's what the Bible calls repentance. I want to finish off also by sharing about this guy, Dylan Mulvaney. You might have been hearing him. He's coming up a lot in the news because Dylan Mulvaney has become this, like the poster child for transgenderism in our world today. Dylan Mulvaney was a man who transitioned to become a woman. And recently, Dylan Mulvaney uh, performed in this uh, in New York in what's called the Rainbow Room. Dylan Mulvaney was performing, and as today Dylan would prefer them refer to himself as a she, but I'm going to say he because that's who he truly was. Dylan Mulvaney, he was sitting there, and as he was singing to his audience, this is day 365. The show is called Day 365 of Transitioning Now to Become a Woman. Um, a girl, he says this, he's singing, and then he stops, and then he says, I want to share something. He says, I'm Dylan, and I'm paraphrasing here, so you need to watch it yourself, but Dylan Mulvaney says, I'm really trying so hard to still maintain my relationship with God. I'm really still trying so hard to maintain my relationship with God. And you can see the sadness on Dylan's face, because Dylan grew up in a Christian home. Dylan knew God and wanted so desperately in that moment for his audience to see that even though he's choosing this identity to transition to become a woman, knowing that he was born a man, believing in a lie that says I could become a a woman and still maintain my relationship with God and follow my own way, you could see the brokenness in his heart. And he was so desperate to say, can I still have this? And sadly, if I was there to Dylan, there with Dylan, I would sit beside him, put my arm around him if he was willing, and say, listen, my dear brother, it's, it can't work that way. God loves you, Dylan, yes. God is reaching out to you. And God wants to remind you that he who made you from the start, who knit you in your mother's womb, knows you better than you know yourself. And though you may feel one way, God wants you to trust his way. That's why he says, if you want to follow me, Dylan, you must deny yourself. You must give up your own way. Pick up your cross. The cross means death to self. When Jesus went on the cross, that means he had to die to himself for the sake of humanity. Death to self and yes to God. Because when you do it God's way, it leads to freedom. It leads to wholeness. It leads to true identity. So if you're watching this and you're listening to this, and you want to know what it looks like to follow Jesus, it means denying yourself, picking up your cross, and following him, it leads to life. And that's the good news. You don't have to have the pressure to be perfect. You don't have to have all the pressure to fix yourself. Jesus did that on the cross for you and now invites you to follow him and deny yourself because your flesh, your own self, will try to take you off the wrong path.
So I want to encourage you, if you're struggling with this identity crisis, you're not alone. God loves you. God wants to restore you and remind you that he's never given up on you. He's been pursuing you. If you have a friend who's struggling with gender dysphoria or their identity and wanting, and they're already trying, keep praying for your friend, keep loving on them, but don't be afraid to speak the truth in love. I need you to hear my heart. I love you. If you're hearing this and you're offended and you're upset, I'm so sorry. I just want to give you the word of God. And Christians, if you know the truth, I want to challenge you to speak up. It is time as Christians that we do not shrink back because of the pressures of culture, the pressures and the demands that culture is putting, or policies or legislations. Will we take a stand for the word of God and the truth? Will we be so courageous to love people the right way and bring them to the truth of the good news of Jesus Christ? That every human being is so desperately in need of God's grace and forgiveness. Christians, would you rise up and be bold and share the truth of Jesus Christ in love? Don't be silent. Too much people are going a wrong path in the wrong direction. They need your voice. They need you to be bold and courageous. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I love you all. Thank you for sharing. Please don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell so you can keep getting the notification when things are coming up. I want you to continue to be a part of this journey with me. My challenge for you this week is to be in the Word of God. Go read the scriptures that I mentioned. Read them to yourself. Pray to God about it and allow Him to give you the boldness to encourage your friends with the truth in love. Be compassionate. Be caring. And I'll see you next week. Don't forget to share some reviews. And if you have any questions, if you have anything you want to share, whether you want to challenge me on what I've said, I'm open to it. I want to hear your questions. You can email me at thisismandela at gmail.com. And I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from you. So other than that, go forward and continue to be the light that God's called you to be. Get ready. Get set. Get going. We'll see you next week. <laughs>